0: I know, I know, it's me again, Andy Roberts, with another surprise episode of the Nasty Pasty podcast for you. We've been fortunate enough to snag the ever-wonderful Callum Waddle, this time for a bit of a chimwag on one of the newer trailers to hit the internet, the 2018 Halloween reboot. Although it does turn into a little bit of a critique of how terrible Halloween Resurrection was, but join us anyway as we offer our thoughts on the trailer and chat about the Halloween series in general we're also extremely lucky to get a glimpse of what 88 films has out in future so all you fans out there myself included can be satiated with all the good stuff and here he is enjoy
1: yep uh, welcome back to nasty pasty again callum uh thanks for talking to me again uh, oh, it's, uh, so this time it's uh, halloween because the trailer for the new one this year and um, mm-hmm. just hit the internet a couple of weeks ago, pretty much around yes. the same time that the Suspiria one hit the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it's looking looking rather good, really, isn't it? Um, so, what, um, what are your initial feelings on it?
2: Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I have a lot of faith in in um, Bloom House Productions. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed, uh, especially recently, um, Get Out and and Happy Death Day, which I thought were Really first class and and, yeah, and, and yeah. instant classic horror films. Um, mm. But in terms of the the new Halloween, I'm a little bit on on the fence. I was very excited when they said that Jamie Lee Curtis was uh, coming back.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: But I think I think part of that was um, was I I mean I can't speak for all fans, but the, the initial rumbling i got from you know facebook and twitter and other social media was the fans were sort of excited that the idea it meant that we could kind of ignore um halloween resurrection which,
1: oh yeah and i any, absolutely yeah. concur with that
2: <laughs> for anybody i mean for anybody listening to the the you know the, the podcast i'm old enough um that i you know i got to see halloween h2 in the cinema and there was a huge round of applause at the end of the film and it really did feel conclusive yeah, um, yeah. And they should have I mean, if they were gonna do the, the remake, they really should have done it after that and just, you know, that, that was the way to end it. Yeah. Um but they obviously with Halloween resurrection you had this really ridiculous I mean I don't I don't envy the screenwriter who got the job because it's a really mm. difficult ending to sort of make, you know, change. Um yeah. but but and I, I I you know, I I presume that was probably other than going completely outright supernatural, and, which you can do with, with a character like, you know, Victor Crowley or Jason or, you know, yeah. Michael Myers, it's a little trickier. And I think that Halloween Resurrection was so poorly... I mean, it wasn't just that that, that you know, they ignored the fairly conclusive ending of, a fairly, the totally conclusive ending of H2O yeah. in order to kind of make another sequel so that people would say, oh, well, you know, that was surely the end. Now we're curious enough to go and see part eight. And I understand mm. not, not enough people were curious enough to go and see part eight for a part nine to happen. So, mm. you know, they got, that, they got that completely wrong. I think people just mm. eyes because I think what they didn't bank on was the fact that if you, if you conclusively kill your villain, you know, mm. you can then say to the audience, five years later um, or four years later rather oh by the way you know we, we lied to you actually because <laughs> because the audience then going to see the eighth one is well aware well you're not going to kill him in this one so hmm. it's just it's, you know it's, it's just going to be, be endless I mean I think this is why <clears throat> you know there was there was such a big hit with some of these franchise films like like when Jason went out in the final chapter um, yeah. Friday the 13th part 4 you know when you look at the box office and Peter Brackey does a really good job um, hmm. of, of analyzing this in his book um, what was it? Crystal, Crystal weight Memories, right? Oh
1: um, yes, yeah.
2: And and if you look at the box office of part five, six, seven, eight, it's it's a gradual drop off until it's just not profitable to make, or at mm. least not you know, at least not you know profitable to the way that, that Paramount used to kind of you know bank every year in a Friday Thirteenth film, kind of mm. giving them expenditure to make their A films, you know, that yeah. what they considered their A films. Mm. Um, And it's because, you know, eventually I think the audience was just like, well, you're you're never going to kill Jason, and now we can have fun with that. I think at the time it was sort of, you know, that kind of trope of the slasher film hadn't quite become part of popular culture, that you can have a villain who can die and keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. So, you you know, you even do it with, with, you know, Freddy Krueger, where he's pretty conclusively dead at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And then, Mm. you know, with Nightmare on Elm Street 4, they they kind of don't even explain how he comes back. But by the end of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4... You know, he's fairly conclusively dead again, and then mm. you've got five, and that, and part five, in Nightmare on five, is when the audience just isn't there anymore, because it's just kind of like, well, you know what, you're, you're never going to fucking kill the characters, so there's, <laughs> there's just not there. So I think yeah. there's a big problem with, um, <clears throat> I think the, the really big problem with, with um, Halloween um, eight or, or Resurrection was, you know, you'd killed this character, and now mm. you've got to sell the audience on wanting to watch the film. Knowing that the character was back and was never ever 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 fucking going to die, mm. so it's you know I mean it's just boring, right? But I actually I actually curiosity got the better of me, and I actually was one of the people that went to resurrection in the cinema. Oh um, god! <laughs> and it's not just ob- and it's, yeah, it's not just a, it's not just the changing of the ending that was that was rubbish. It was yeah. sort of like you know the the. I mean, everybody says that he kills Laurie Strode in Halloween Resurrection, but you know, you, you don't even fucking know that. I mean, she falls into a bunch of bushes. Well, know? It's, not, it's,
1: not even, it's not even that. It's just, um, it's just a little embarrassing, really, because it's like you said, they, they kind of retcon what actually happens, and yeah. then there's, yeah, there's Laurie Strode, who's been like, you know, a female, strong, empowering heroine in all of the films she's been in, especially in H two O. Yeah. yeah, and then and,
2: and, and, and then she's this weak, pathetic character, Whoa, and then she gets yeah, this she, joy. yeah She dies like instantly, and the crash no, death. Yeah, yeah, she literally just if she just if just she dies. is dead. But, well, yeah, you know. and and then it just goes into this, and, and and even that I would forgive if the rest of it was actually fucking interesting, but, but it's shit, up, and it's the worst it's kind of curged. It looks like a fucking made-for-sci-fi channel film, you know? It Mm. looks as if it's actually made by amateur fucking filmmakers, you know? It's got a horrible digital Michael Myers mask. Everything about it is just shit. And, um, you know, obviously there's Buster Rhymes and everything is just... I mean, it's really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, it's really bad. I mean, even by the the standards of the Halloween series, and, and, you know, Mm. five and six are not very good films, it's really, really, really piss poor. So I think that when... There was the the mention that Rob Zombie was going to you know remake it. It was sort of like well you know what else are you going to fucking do with it? And then he made two films which which were somehow even crappier than Halloween Resurrection. And <laughs> and then you sort of go well you know I, I don't really think I want to see Michael Myers movies anymore. So when when it said Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back, this is my mm. long answer to the the question. That's um, okay. I was I was like a lot of the other fans. I was like okay well it's, it's, I think it's a pretty good idea because basically what you can do is you could take off after H2O and wipe Resurrection, yeah? Mm, yeah. And do something yeah. with that. But then, you know, you've got the problem where you have to go back to the fact that she's cut her fucking head off, right? So Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I guess the worst case scenario was that, you know, she she landed on the bushes in Resurrection, where she falls down from the mental asylum and gets stabbed, and she survives and, and she's back. But even mm. then, you're sort of then having to explain the events 20 years previous to the other audience. So mm. when they said it was going to take place after... <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, Halloween, I Mm. thought, well, uh, okay, I guess, you know, I mean, that that saves a lot of bother, Mm. but then when, you know, obviously, before the trailer hit, they were sort of like, you know, they're not brother and sister, and I know that John Carpenter said that he had, you know, poor John Carpenter probably getting paid six figures to write a screenplay, Um, but, you know, poor, (laughs) depressed John Carpenter, you know, sitting there making a huge amount of money to write a sequel to his own fucking creation, which is probably going to bank him by the time the box office comes in, at least fucking seven figures. But, mm. you know, you, you, you listen to the interview with John Carmser, it's just, it's just, it's listening to fucking Hollywood royalty not having a clue how normal people live their lives. He's like, I was so depressed, I didn't want to write a sequel to Halloween two. That so I was drinking a six-pack every night, and, you know, and that will be a six-pack of American <laughs> beer, I imagine, which is like drinking, you know, which is basically like drinking, you know, I would say two cans of, of imported Dutch lager. Um, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> you know, making out of it, oh, six pack of like, you know, watered down American Budweiser, I was so depressed, and it's like, dude, that's, that's like, that's like not enough to even fucking get you tipsy, you know, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, poor John Carpenter sitting there, you know, and saying, oh, I was so sad and so depressed, and I had to, you know, I had to write this sequel, I didn't want to write, and, you know, and and really didn't want Tough to do this, you know, despite... It's, it's like somebody had a gun to his fucking head, you know, and wasn't paying him. But, you know, and he said, so the best thing I could come up with was that they were brother and sister. <clears throat> mm. And, you know, that's that's his, you know, that that's his excuse. You know, I didn't want them to be brother and sister, but I had to, you know, oh, God, I had this horrible, you know, well-paid, really... Um, <clears throat> you know, awesome job that most people would fucking cut off a finger yeah. to do, and and yet you know, you know, I just had to get through it by making them brother and sister. So I think, I think the problem is, I think once you put that in your mythology, I think mm. it's very, very hard to. I mean, we'll see what they do. I'm not writing the film off, but mm. I think once you establish that as your mythology across seven films, because obviously we're not including Halloween two, and obviously yeah, the two Yeah, I
1: think
2: once that's part of your mythology, I don't think you can just remove it. I think. I think that I think Mm. that you get into difficult issues with an audience which comes to the film Mm. with that, and and you know there is a line in the trailer, aren't they, brother and sister? No, 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 that was you know just a rumor. So so, you know I get it, and it's an interesting. I'm not saying it's not an interesting thing to do, Mm. but I don't. I don't. It doesn't sell the film to me as much Mm. as it would have if they'd kept that central part of the mythology because Michael Myers as a Random psychopaths. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me why, if a random psychopath broke out of an asylum, which is what they're now making them now, mm. would then go back and haunt and try and kill the person that he tried to kill forty years later, who's just an older woman, who surely, yeah. if she was really, I mean, the, the weird thing is, Jamie Lee Curtis is really liberal and, and tweets all of these, you know, anti-Trump and anti, you know, National Rifle Association yeah. um, messages on her Twitter and stuff, and I love her to bit. But you you look at the Halloween trailer and it's basically an advertisement for the National Rifle Association. You know, she's totally gunned <laughs> up and she's got, you know a, a, yeah. a, you know, a basement full of arms and stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, for Blumhouse she have been so on the money in terms of, you know, Trump's America with something like Get Out. And even with, with Happy Death Day, which has really interesting little, you know, undertones of, of, uh, of um, what I would say is, is kind of sexual identity yeah. in, in Trump's America. And, yeah. you know, the, 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 um, the way that the, the current presidency certainly looks on women. Um, mm. I think that that to, to have that trailer, which looks like, as I said, an advertisement for National Rifle Association, I think is really, really troubling actually. And mm. there's a lot of people for saying, oh, it's really great, she's really empowered. And it's like, dude, she's, she's fucking armed herself with a ton of guns. Like, like that <laughs> that's pretty fucking worrying at the state that America is in with school shootings in the fucking National Rifle Association right now. I think that's yeah. actually really, really yeah. fucking dubious. I wonder if I wonder if that's actually
1: part of the the thing, maybe that sort of like they've almost um, in the way that in the same way that they're kind of reimagining Michael Myers character as this you know sort of still now a, a back supernatural sort of boogeyman who's escaped from a, an asylum.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: it's going to sort of tread ground that you know maybe Laurie just over the years has been coarsened and maybe corrupted a little by this sort of experience in her life, rather than kind of picking yourself up and becoming a successful woman and a successful mother. I, me, I,
2: think I, it... I mean, there's that, or maybe it's going to turn on its head and show that actually, you know, the guns don't count for anything. If somebody breaks into your house and you have firearms, it doesn't really count for a hell of a lot, you know, yeah. somebody's determined yeah. to kill you, they're going to kill you. So, I mean, I mean, they might do something, I, I mean, I presume they will, because Blumhouse is such such a brilliant, you know, studio. Um, mm. And I presume the End result Adult will actually be pretty good. I... I you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't think it will be. It will be rubbish by any it means. I've got too much faith in in Bloomhouse as a as, yeah, a as a studio. Yeah. Um, but I would prefer, on a personal level, and obviously they're not making the, the movie for me, and they shouldn't make the movie for me. They should make the movie for <laughs> as wide an audience as possible. You know, but yeah, for me, yeah. I would rather they have kept the brother sisters thing, which is is so central to that mythology. I mean, it's kind of like doing. I would liken it to doing a Friday the Thirteenth film, and you know, you know, there's a big rights argument of Friday the Thirteenth right now for Victor Miller claiming.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah.
2: And you know, if Victor Miller wins that. You're you're never going to see Jason in a fucking hockey mask again, right? So I think Hmm. that I think I think it's like that, yeah. I think it's a case of well, if you you know, if you do a new Friday the Thirteenth film and Hmm. it's Jason and you know he's he's not wearing a hockey mask,
1: you're
2: yeah, that's not. That's just not going to work.
1: Yeah. Well, you've removed you you've removed the most sort of associative element. I mean, in, in terms of pl- say plot, it's it's almost like removing the hockey mask and then also removing the whole a uh, subplot about his mother. It like yeah, I mean, if, you, if, you, remove, if you remove
2: if that, it's, 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 you know if you have a new backstory for Jason, yeah, then then you know I get that you could say well we're we're reinventing and we're doing something new. It's like well you can. The thing is, you know, everybody wants to do something new.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Let,
2: let, I mean, look at Casino Royale, right? The first Daniel Craig Bond film, which is which is yeah. really which I really liked. Okay. Mm. It, it did something new, but what it didn't do was try and change the fundamentals of James Bond. So you still yeah. had, you know, you still you still had him as the, you know the super spy and the ladies man and the you know relentless sort of assassin who actually yeah. you know you know can break a neck and then kind of smile about it later. So you still had the fundamentals. Still very mm. British still probably votes Conservative, still all of these, you know, still, you know, a, a Patriarch and, yeah, and yeah. you know, a Republican and everything. But you can't, you know, it, it, I don't think it would work if if you had, you know, if you had a James Bond who, um, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, who, who, you know, basically said no to women, okay, and was celibate. Right mm. and and you know was was a was a practicing celibate and listened to the Smiths. Okay, that's that's not going to fucking work. You can say well, you know, we want we want to make a kind of new James Bond who's who's not you know just into you know. Kind of sleeping with all the women and stuff, and and you know he's a lot more respectful of women. He's he's saving his virginity for you know for marriage and stuff. He's like, yeah, you could do that in another film, but you can't you can't change what makes him James yeah. fucking Bond, you know? No,
1: because that's that's just not James Bond. It's like suddenly removing his alcohol habit or you know that that sort of thing. Yeah, you remove it's his just
2: alcoholism <laughs> or it's, it's just, it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, so I mean I mean that's that's that's, that's the thing. It's like yeah. it's like when they had a female Doctor Fu, You can do that because you're not changing the fundamentals of Doctor. Fu, you've still got a time-travelling mm, character. Mm. And, you know, I'm not yeah. a fan of Dr. Fu or anything, but, but you know, you, you can, you, you, as long as you've still got the time-travelling character, that character can be, you know, black, pink, purple, yellow, female, transsexual, whatever. It doesn't matter, because yeah, you've established yeah. that mythology. But mm. you can't have a Dr. Fu who doesn't fucking time-travel anymore. <laughs>
1: you well, know? I mean, well, I mean, case in point, I mean, it's it's not necessarily like the kind of... Um, it's not like the retroactive kind of ignorance of like all the films. That's the that's the troubling thing because I mean, like the aforementioned Halloween H two O. I mean, that technically ignored Halloween three to six and was fine
2: because it yeah, I mean, you, Tetris... you have to ignore three because it, it doesn't. work. But you're right. Well, I mean, th- well absolutely... three. Yeah, I, that, I do that, like number absolutely... three. Actually. I love number three. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, but it's not in the same time, right. but that's fine. You know, it's...
2: but you're you're one hundred percent right. I mean, that's the thing. You know, so you've got with. With you know Halloween, already you've got you've got you know these different mythologies. So you've got mm. um you know th- your choice of watching Halloween one 2, seven, and yeah, if you really yeah. want to eight, which you know you just kind of wish it didn't exist, and or or you've got the chance <laughs> of watching Halloween one two four, and you could sort of stop at four actually, you know, yeah, or you could yeah. do one two four and then you can go five six, which you know and six is 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 rubbish, but it concludes it concludes yes. an increasingly kind of weird storyline, you know. Yeah. And I think, I think that
1: that's what it, I think that's what the weakness was with six, wasn't it? They had a lot of of the the loose ends of the sort of mythology to tie up, and and actually just to definitively state, well, look, what is his problem? Because the be, the even four and four and five have him mm-hmm. going after his niece, and you just say, well, okay, well, th- there's clearly a theme going on, but what, but why? There's still a refusal to answer that question. So six, although it is rather rubbish. I mean, it's still miles ahead of resurrection. But it's um but yeah, it just had a lot of it has a lot of things to deal with. And, and and in fact I think that's why this um the reboot in 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 a sense it's kind of at least occluded a lot of those problems by saying, Well actually we're now only counting on the first one which i'm I'm a bit similar to you. I mean the brother and sister aspect I feel is a bit essential, because when I was younger, we, we had Halloween 1 and 2 on the same VHS tape, so mm-hmm. I grew up with those two being, you know, like, pretty much essential companions of each other, so they had to be together, and they fit very well, so I was sort of a little bit put out, but but at the same time, the the tone of the the trailer, and the fact that it is kind of... They're clearly going to homage the others, in, in a sense. I mean, the, the whole line about saying, oh, it's just a rumor about the brother and sister mm-hmm. thing. They're clearly going to be playing with your expectations, which, which could be pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, but I, mean, I have a bit more faith in it than I certainly did with um, Halloween Resurrection, which, quite rightly, as you said, you kind of just wish didn't exist, really. No, yeah, it's are, unfortunate.
2: Or the Rob Zombie um, remakes. But like I said, I, I think the brother and sister thing, I think it's... I think it's too fundamental. So we'll see how they get... I mean, obviously, I, I really hate how, as well, it's kind of like, this is the last Halloween. It's like, there's never going to be a last Halloween. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, you know? So, mm. I, you know, I wonder if you're now going to have a third mythology. <coughs> Probably Halloween, then, then you know, this Halloween. I don't know what we're calling this. Uh, and, then, yeah, and then, you know, another, mean, another, yeah. another, another Halloween, you know, and then we go from there. It just seems to... I mean, the things... And, and, but I don't... I don't think this character Michael Myers is particularly interesting unless, you know, he kind of is after his sister. It's just, this, you know, it's mm. just a rubber... It, I, I, yeah, we'll see what they do with it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to... Obviously, I'll be there on opening night and I'm excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but,
1: yeah. I mean, but, I'm, uh, defi- I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it, just to see really what... Because, like, I... After Resurrection, uh, you, you're sort of... Your expectations are quite low anyway. And when you know about some of the names that are in this, I mean... You Not know, the writers and there's John Carpenter back and stuff mm. like that. There's there's a minimum standard that's kind of being set just by those names being mentioned. And yeah, of so,
2: course. Yeah. I, I mean, I I totally I totally agree. And I think I think after the two Rob Zombie films, it's it, uh, you know I, th- I think I think that's obviously a, a big you know I think I think that really damaged the, the franchise. Um, mm. And you know it's hard to believe actually it's been it's been eight it's been nine years since yeah. you know we saw Halloween two. Um, I th- well, to I think, me, well,
1: it, to me, it made it made Michael Myers into something that he just clearly wasn't. I mean, in this, he was the kind of indestructible, unkillable force of brutality that you'd, mm. you'd expect some, you'd expect something like that of Jason Voorhees. That's not Michael Myers at all. That's that's not the way he operates at all. So, uh, I felt the same way about Rob Zombie's films. I mean, you know, to a certain audience, they may be perfectly, you know, fine and acceptable, but I just. Knowing who Michael Myers was in the previous films, it just just didn't sit well with me at all. It was certainly not enough to meet for me to enjoy them anyway.
2: There were, I mean, I, I see I what he was trying to do. He was trying to basically imagine um what what Halloween would be like if it had been made, you know, um during the uh, the Grindhouse era. All that mm. Yeah, I see what he was trying to do. He was trying to see, you know, imagine if if you know in the seventies somebody made Halloween, but the they made it, you know, for, for the audience of 42nd Street, or, you know, at least the mythologised 42nd Street. So it was yeah, kind of yeah. foul-mouthed and violent and overtly sexual, and it had, you know, really mm. horrible, prolonged scenes of murder. in it. So I, I get what he's trying to do. I just thought it was really badly realised. I thought the acting wasn't very good. I thought that it was... um I thought that it was... Spent really, really long on a backstory, which was really boring. And I thought hmm. that the, the whole fight trash thing, which he does where every character says "fuck" a lot, is yeah, is I found it really tiresome actually. And it's not like you know, I mean, I'm not. It's not like I was offended, but I was just like it really just feels, kind of. It feels a little lazy, doesn't it? You know, well, it, it feels like, like every character is speaking as the same character, yeah, yeah. So, it, it just meant every character was the same, because every character was saying fuck and shit and ass and but on a consistent basis, repeatedly, you know? Mm, um, and yeah. making the jokes and making sex jokes and stuff. And even the fucking 17, 18-year-old girls in the film were talking like that. And it was just like, mm. everybody speaks exactly the same in this film. And yeah. the thing is, I don't think Rob Zombie is a bad director. I recently saw um, 31, I recently caught up with 31, and I thought, I thought it was actually... I thought when, when he got his characters to shut up, because all the characters in Thirty One talk like all the characters in The Devil's Rejects and all the characters in Halloween and all the characters in Halloween Two and all the characters in House of the Thousand Corpses. Yeah. I, I just he, he just writes the same character and spreads them across various, you know, different personas. And I think yeah. so, um, yeah. I think it's really down to the the, the acting, um, the, the really quite you know brilliant acting of of some of his actors like. Um, Bill Mosley and and uh, Ken Forey and uh, uh Sid Hagen. Although although she gets really hard time for it, I think I think his wife's actually a very good actress as well. And I think mm. that um I think that it's down to, to them that the Devil's Rejects is, is what I think is actually a really, really good film. Because yeah, the dialogue's yeah. not particularly good, but he's got such a good cast that they they make these characters work. Uh, yeah. and I really liked um Lords of Salem. So I, you know, I don't want to come down too hard on, on, on Rob Dombey. And again, Lords of Salem actually really works because I think his I think his wife puts in such a really good performance in it. Um, but I think that with, with Halloween and um, Halloween two, he's, he's just not got the right cast. I mean, even Malcolm McDowell's not good in it, and it's just. I mean, I see even Malcolm McDowell. It's not just Malcolm McDowell's not got some turkeys in his closet, but he's a brilliant actor. And mm. you know, well, but, but, yeah,
1: Brad, Brad DeReef is in there as well, and that, yeah, well, Daniel Harris. I know she makes an appearance, but yeah, but I, I know what you mean. It's sort of like you you expected more out of it, like he, like. Even I just I just I just think I just I
2: just I just think it's so badly written, the dialogue's so bad in both of these Halloween films that mm. you know, I think the cast can't can't save it and can't do a lot with it. So it's Yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's 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 really cruddy. And I thought I thought the same with thirty one. Thirty one I thought was really well done and really well made and really tense. Mm. And at times it was really creepy. It's one of the very few recent films that's that's actually you know, made me Quite sort of like you know on the edge of my seat and 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 you know kind of scared, and you yeah, know that yeah. that's because I think he 's actually very, very good at creating suspense and and making you kind of you know feel quite fretful of what 's going to happen in in the mm-hmm. next scene he he, build, he builds up tension quite well but he's he's got this this problem with dialogue and it's same in 31 where when the characters open their mouth they just start swearing at each other and it's kind of like <laughs> you know I, I think I really wish you wouldn't like fucking dialogue or you know you had somebody else write your scripts because you know this this is actually really harming what you're good at which is actually creating yeah, pretty low yeah. budget tense little horror movies so Halloween 1 and 2 I think I think you know are, are completely abominable and, and um, I really hope that obviously Resurrection does something mm. to uh, not Resurrection, the, the new one kind of does something yeah, to, yeah, to, to yeah. put that to, to bed and to obviously give us a better um, Halloween film. But, again, you're still you're still messing with, with that mythology of the brother-sister thing. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and it's one of
1: those wait-and-see sort of things, isn't it? I, you know, I, like I said, I have a bit more faith in it than... Because after ha- after resurrection, you have to have a bit of faith in it, really. So I think it's I think I don't think we're going to be disappointed. I think you know we may not exactly be. I don't think we may exactly be amazed either. You know, it's, it's, a, it's either here or there sort of thing. But I definitely don't think we'll be disappointed. I think at the very least, it will be it will be a, it'll be a good watch, especially for you know both fans and new sort of people coming to it.
2: I mean, it's not got a lot to live up to because there's actually not that many good. Michael Myers movies. I mean, I mean, so far there's obviously the first film, and you know, in terms of the sequels, the only sequels that I think are, mm-hmm. you know, are, are properly actually work as good films is um, H two and 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 Halloween four. And Halloween four might just be because you know I've got I've got a childhood kind of fondness of it. Um, yeah, but the, yeah. the rest of them just aren't particularly good movies. So I think... No, I mean, I think I mean feels
1: five, a of- five feels quite rushed. Six just has far <coughs> too much to, to wrap up and especially with the, you know, production team that just didn't well, six really doesn't quite make, care for six, it.
2: Six doesn't make any, any sense from the get-go. There's a really bad moment in Six where the mm. owner of um, the 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 Myers house in Haddonfield, um, mm. his, his wife comes to him and says, you know, did you know about all of this? Mm. Um, and he says, well, how do you think he got the house so cheap? And it's just kind of like, hold on, you, you've you been living there for a few years you don't, you don't know you were living in the Michael Myers house. That's uh, really stupid. and it's uh,
1: Especially like, if they lived in Haddonfield as well because it's yeah. sort of like, how could you not know?
2: I know, it's, and uh, you know, Tommy Doyle lives across from them in the house across and you're just sort of like, and he's spying on their fucking daughter, you know, so it's sort of like, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's almost like this big revelation, like, oh, we didn't know we were living in the Myers house. Like, it's like, okay, well, look, either all your neighbours are complete pricks and everybody <laughs> around you is an asshole and they've been playing you for several years and waiting for this Shurika moment to laugh at you, or, like... And it's, 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 like, little moments like that where you're watching a film that can actually suck you at the film actually really, you know, quite dramatically. And you can sort of go, yeah. I'm not... yeah. I'm not actually into this anymore because this is you know you're you're actually showing me no respect as a thinking member of your audience and I saw Halloween <laughs> 6 when I was a fucking you know in in, in high school you know on VHS and even yeah. in high school on BHS, I was like yeah you're you're treating me as a complete moron right like <laughs> now. and you know even even that you know 14 years old I'm not I'm not willing to keep this This idiot, you know, <laughs> and I think I think that that's that's a big problem that you've you've, you've got when you start to <coughs> start to do that, you know, and a lot of horror films from before really really before the screen period onwards um <laughs> I know what you did last summer does it as well um with with the scene where she finds a dead body covered in crab and the bonnet, and then she goes and tells her friend to come back and it's not there, and you're like yeah, yeah that that's not working um but you know. But I really hate when horror films do that. When when you could just tell that the people invested in making the horror film Mm. presume that their audience is so stupid, they're just waiting for the next glimpse of boobs or the next knife through the you know, the eyeball gag.
1: And don't actually
2: care about, you know, things like like just just really simple things like that. You know? Well, you um
1: sorry, sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Have you seen have you seen the recent um movie Hereditary?
2: No, I've not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and check that out. I, th- yeah. I
1: think you should. You should absolutely watch it, just based on what you just said then, because that whole trope of when a character does, you know, see something really, you know, horrible, mm-hmm. uh, goes to get someone else, and then it's always gone, or it doesn't work in quite the same way. Mm-hmm. In this film, it's the complete opposite. Oh, good, so, okay. The, oh, don't so don't tell me, me anymore, so I need to... Tell I do not tell you anymore, go. but that, just that one little element, you have to see it just for that, because it's really surprising the results as well. Okay, cool, cool. So no, yeah, I will. I, I, watch will. Watch that, I will, definitely. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Um, well, listen, I'm, I'm going to start um, wrapping this up, uh, because yeah, cool. we, we no should problem. hopefully not, not wait too long to do the next one, because I've got, I've got to actually send out an 88 Films um, PR release, so just, uh, I'll wrap up, because obviously this will be for 88 by saying that um, I think those who are following us will be very yes. excited by what we've got coming up for the final part of uh, 2018. And, um, an 18. and um, well, we, we, we can't wait to, to share that. But they sent me um, their list of everything that's coming up. Uh, mm,
0: okay. And,
2: um, and there's, there's some real... I mean, I mean, I already knew, because obviously part of my work with them is acquiring the films. But um, <laughs> some, some of the stuff... Um, you know, that, that we've, we've licensed is, uh, it's just such an awesome mix. I mean, but it's, it's almost all, um, predominantly, um, you know, part of our ranges like Sasha and Italian. But so there's yeah, some really, yeah. um, classy exploitation coming up. And I just got, um, one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, and, and, um, yeah, just, just one of my all-time favorite, um, obscure okay. movies, uh, yeah. signed for, for a UK release, which will be in early 2019. And I'm oh. so excited about it because it's been a film that I've been dying to bring out in the uh the UK and uh, and I I actually I actually begged AK films to do this release. Um <laughs> Oh so, uh, well,
1: when when are we gonna hear what they are? Because you got me excited now.
2: Um I think we're gonna have some <laughs> that we've got we've got um two really amazing um films which are coming uh in October. I think oh, the right. first week of October and um <clears throat> I I've uh, I, I got to hand pick these. Uh, hmm. and I, I chased after them, actually. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I really wanted to do some of the exploitation films. So, so it's just really exciting that we've got these two, uh, coming up. We've hmm. got, um, a great, um, 80s, uh, Giallo, uh oh, coming right. uh, which has never been out on Blu-ray anywhere before. We've got an 80s exploitation film, which is making its worldwide Blu-ray debut. We've got, uh, another, um, Italian cannibal film coming up. We've got, um, Gosh, what else have we we got? Uh, we've got a post-apocalyptic movie. Um, and this, is
1: all, yeah. this is all ear candy to me. Just to yeah, <laughs> and t- all the t- all the checkboxes of that. old. All- we've got an
2: old yeah. Yellow, yeah. uh <laughs> We've got some some great flashers, some really really cool slashers. Um, and I know they picked up some some A movies from the the, the studios, um, some hmm. kind of older kind of blockbuster film. But um, obviously, my my interests are in the. Uh, the, the the genre stuff and uh, mm. and the the exploitation stuff so and we've got a couple of video nasties we've got two uh, films which were on the video nasties list
1: oh, which perfect. are going to be coming out so, um,
2: that's,
1: that's always music to my ears I'm always yeah, so, using so
2: those, sort of things. those you've, also are,
1: got, um, you've also got some documentaries coming out soon as well haven't you Callum?
2: yes we've got uh, we've got a we've got a category three documentary um, now that's not um, an 88 films documentary that's but that is uh, I'm going to have a very um, exciting announcement about that very soon. Oh, great. great. Um, and AT uh, is uh, putting out um, the Apartheid uh, film documentary.
1: Oh, yes. I'm yeah.
2: excited about. Uh, that's going to be, I think, before the end of the year. Mm. Um, and uh, we've got our Umberto Lenzi documentary, which is 80 minutes long. That's going to be on Eyeball, which oh, is coming perfect. out on Blu-ray. Um, and we've got a 50-minute cannibal film documentary, which is on Amazonia, which is out very soon. And uh, we're we're working on a documentary for um, a feature length documentary, another feature length documentary for um, mm. a USA label, uh, and mm. I, which is doing a a, a very hush hush remaster of a, um, a classic horror film. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> So we're, we're 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 going to be working on that very soon. Um, mm. And uh, we've we're also we've also got another documentary project, which I don't want to jinx. I'm not I'm not telling anybody. About it yet, but yeah, um, no problem. Uh, yeah, the flights are booked and it's all it's all underway. So we just need to, you know, we start. Wow. We'll be starting to work on that. So we do, I, we wish I, I wish I had to to a bigger
1: wallet. Start a start. <laughs> just on just the amount of money I need for all these things, is just it's just insane. But that's really really good news. I can't wait to hear all the announcements.
0: Really.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's exciting stuff, for AT. And of course, Mind Ripper has just come out. Um, and there's a great 40 minute interview, not done by me, I should add, but um, very interesting 40 minute Interviewed mm. Jonathan Craven on that
0: um, oh, yeah.
2: and yeah. we've got we just finished Porky's Revenge which has uh, two new extra features on it and there's a really nice new Blu-ray transfer which I've had a peek at so yeah mm. there's just there's just so much good stuff um, coming out from the label and it's just brilliant to be I'm really you
1: know? really really glad because as soon as there's announcements I'm just, I'm just there like straight away on the internet <laughs> but, okay where can I get it where can I get it yeah that's great Really good. Alright, well look,
2: um we'll we'll stay in touch and we'll do another podcast. All right, great stuff, mate. I better get back to this PR release. I'll speak to you soon, right?
1: Yep, no problem, Callum. You take care. Bye bye.
0: There you have it guys. What did everyone else feel about the new trailer and how excited are you about the treasure trove and new stuff on the horizon from 88? Apart from the aforementioned upcoming releases, you can also check out 88's website for the latest stuff that's about to drop. Uh, There's Mind Ripper, or The Hills of Eyes Part 3, as Callum mentioned. That's literally just come out for purchase. And there's a few new pre-orders as well now, like The Supernatural Slasher, Bad Dreams. uh, The Italian cannibal love story, Amazonia. And there's also two Asian examples of craziness, The Human Goddess and The Vengeful Beauty. Now... I'm positive we'll hear from Callum again soon, but until then, thanks from both me, Andy Roberts of the Nasty Pasty Podcast, and 88 Films for listening, and we'll speak to you again very, very shortly. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.